Thank you so much for visiting us online today. We believe God wants to speak to you through the following message. If you would like to connect with us or send us your prayer requests, visit us at kingsgatehobs.com. Luke chapter 2, verse 1. At that time, the Roman emperor Augustus decreed that a census should be taken throughout the Roman Empire. This was the first census taken when Quirinius was governor of Syria. All returned to their own ancestral towns to register for this census. That's interesting. And because Joseph was a descendant of King David, he had to go to Bethlehem in Judea, David's ancient home. He traveled there from the village of Nazareth in Galilee, and he took with him Mary, his fiancée, who was now obviously pregnant. Remember, she has a child. She's conceived a child by the Holy Spirit. The King James Version says she was great with child. All right? So she's uh, big pregnant at this point. That's basically what I understand. That had to be crazy, man, riding on a donkey when you're pregnant, all right, to go to an ancestral town for a census. No fun, ladies. Those of you ladies who have ex expected children before, man, I, I, can't, I can't begin to imagine um, what that's like, right? Wow, riding a donkey when you're pregnant. Sometimes riding a car after you've had surgery, riding in a car after you've had surgery, or ladies after you've given birth, wow, who knows? Riding in a, in a vehicle on bumpy roads through Texas is tough, right? Man, there are times we were back and forth to the doctor, and we, um, I remember Jen, Jen had surgery in 2016, and we had to get through Seminole, and guys, we love Seminole. We got love for Seminole. We do. But I'm going to tell you one thing right now. Hobbs has pretty good roads. Texas is the, it's the great state. You can say, man, arguably it's the greatest state, but man, some of them roads in Texas and the little towns, it's tough. We got love for Seminole, just not the roads. And man, those road, we'd get through those roads, and I hadn't even had surgery, and it was hurting me. So golly, I can't imagine. So he took with him Mary, his fiancée, who was now obviously pregnant. And while they were there, the time came for her baby to be born. Can you imagine? I'm sure riding the donkey helped her to give birth, I'm sure. She gave birth to her first child, a son. Did anybody remember his name? It's not a trick question, man. Jesus. They said, wait, which one was this? Which story is this? Which story is this? She gave birth to her first child, a son. She wrapped him snugly in strips of cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no lodging available for them. Hmm. That night, here's where we're really getting into our story today. That night there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. They were in the shepherds' fields. Suddenly, an angel of the Lord appeared among them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. They were terrified, but the angel reassured them, Don't be afraid, he said. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. What were these shepherds doing? They were just working faithfully, weren't they? They were doing the job most likely that God had assigned them. They were guarding, guarding their sheep at night. And I'm going to tell you right now, shepherding is fun, shepherding is rewarding, but shepherding ain't easy. And I've never taken care of little, real little fluffy lambs, but I've taken care of some little different colored cute lambs. Some are fluffy, some not so much. And it's not an easy job, but it's, it's part of the call here. And these guys are being faithful. And right where they are, they're fulfilling their assignment. Wow, it's crazy that Pastor Jen brought that up today. They're fulfilling their assignment, and then great news came to them. 
great news. How many, of you, how many of you know that the good news of the gospel, when you get that, and it really gets down inside of you, it does something new with your assignment, doesn't it? It does something new with your assignment. It takes on a new light. The angel reassured them, don't be afraid. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. And you will recognize him by this sign. You will find a baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth lying in a manger so the angel took it to the next level says you will recognize him by he brought great news and he says you're going to recognize him by this sign verse 13 suddenly the angel was joined by a vast host of others the armies of heaven praising god and saying glory to god in highest heaven and peace on earth to those with whom god is pleased wow peace on earth goodwill toward mankind verse 15 Look at how these shepherds respond. I love this. When the angels had returned to heaven, the shepherds said to each other, after being terrified, right, in their new call, they said, let's go to Bethlehem. Let's see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. These guys are just faithful dudes. They're just faithful dudes. You know, people could have ignored the call, could have ignored the good news, which I've called the great news today. They could have ignored it very easily. They didn't, huh? First thing they did when the angels vanished, they said, let's go see what God's talking about here. Let's see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. I don't know, but I think these guys were praying men. I think these shepherds were seeking God right where they were for God to manifest himself like this to them. I think they were God-fearing somehow, whether some of them were right with God or not, but God came to them. They were hungry for God. Verse 16, they hurried to the village and found Mary and Joseph, and there was the baby lying in the manger, just like the angel had said, right? After seeing him, the shepherds told everyone what had happened and what the angel had said to them about this child. All who heard the shepherd's story were astonished. But Mary kept all these things in her heart and thought about them often. Verse 20, the shepherds went back to their flocks, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen. It was just as the angel had told them. It's very special to me this morning because we were able to see the shepherds' fields. And that general area of where this happened. We were able to see a po the possible cave where Jesus was born. Because back in the day, there were, sometimes there were caves beneath, beneath homes where, where they'd keep the animals. That was the stable. Many times it wasn't just a, a framed out house. It was a cave. So it's very likely. It's very possible. We, we went there. It was special. I remember we went down in there under an old church. And there was a group singing, and I don't remember the songs they were singing. I think they were Christmas songs. And they were so powerful. I can't even remember which songs they were. I don't know if it was O Come Emmanuel or, uh, I don't know, Little Town of Beth. I don't remember, but I just remember. I remember just being fixated on, on the fact that, man, Jesus was born. Jesus was born, and he told common people about it. God told common people, look, the angels came and announced it and interrupted history and told common folk like you and like me. Now, I'm going to tell you today, my first point is called. My first point today is called. So when you are called, you have an assignment, don't you? Some of you say, man, what is my assignment? Am I called to be a prophet, teacher, evangelist, apostle, pastor? What am I called to do? Well, even if you're not, you have a calling. There's different callings. I'm not better than you. You're not better than me, but our callings are different. 
Your assignment is different. There are people you can reach. There are jobs you can do that I cannot do. There's people that I cannot reach. But I'm going to tell you right now, God reveals himself like this. It's so powerful. God reveals himself like this and gives a call to everyone. You've been called. You've been called. What have you done with the call? This is time to re reevaluate, reflect on the year and say, man, what is God calling me to do this year in my family, in my job? Is this, is this the right job for me? Is this where God wants me? It's crazy. I was talking to somebody about this before church and God had already laid this on my heart weeks ago, this message, and God just continues to speak to me about it. Everybody is called. What you do with it, that's going to determine your relationship with God and where you go next. What you do with the call, what you do with the calling is going to determine the next steps in your life. That was in verse 10, man. The angel showed up, said, don't be afraid. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to whom? All people. All people. The call is to everybody. The shepherds could have ignored. They could have ignored the angels, couldn't they? It's happened before in Scripture where God spoke to people and they went, well, whatever. I'm just going to go on by. Just pretend, whatever. And I don't think that's happened to any of you today. Here you are on a Sunday morning and Christmas season. I, I believe God's spoken to you and you're responding to the call. But how many times have we have no, ignored different aspects of the call and said, I'll do that, but I won't do that. I'll do this, but I won't do that. Guess what? Whatever God has given you, whatever your calling is, that is your assignment on this planet. I have several assignments. I want to share some of them with you. I'm assigned to, number one, I'm assigned to my wife, just as she is assigned to me. And I love her every day of my life. I have joy in serving and loving my wife. She's a large part of my call. But I am called, number one, number one, I'm called to serve God, and that is my assignment. I'm called to be a man of God. You're called to be men and women of God. You say, I have to be an apostle to be a man or woman of God. I have to be a prophet or a teacher. I need to be part of the five-fold ministry. No, you are called to be a man or woman of God, right where you are, right where you are working faithfully, right, right where you are working diligently. You say, man, I work in the oil field. You don't understand. Yeah, there's people out there that need the good news. You say, man, I work at Kmart, Walmart. I got things going on. I work at different places. I work at a grocery store. God's speaking to you there so that you can speak to people there. That's your call. It's crazy because the call and the great news came to these shepherds working right where they were. And God says, here it is. Everyone's called to something worthwhile, purposeful, and significant. Everyone. Part of the good news the number, number one, the good news, the great news is Jesus, right? That there's hope, there's redemption. You can die and go to heaven. You can live a victorious life on earth. But a large part of the great news is that you've actually been called. To me, that's great news. That a God in heaven, the God of the universe, the one who created me says, you know what? I have a call on your life. I have a purpose for you. God, can you imagine God saying, I've been thinking about you. You've been on my mind and I know exactly what you need to do in life. You've been heavy on my heart. I believe we were called before we were born, and Scripture proves that. Before, before the earth was created, God knew you, knew what you were going to do. He knew you were going to serve Him, and He's called you to do something specific for Him. Nothing can compare to God's plan for you. Nothing. Nothing can compare to God's assignment for you. Nothing. For you, for me, individually and as a whole, nothing can compare, okay? I want to really get that, get that down path this morning. You've been called. Let's move on. Look at point two here. I'm not going to go real long this morning. After you're called, 
depending on how you respond to it, then you're chosen. I believe that with all my heart. God has called everyone in here. Now, which of us are chosen for the next step? I don't know. That's between you and God. It depends on how you serve him, how you serve, how you respond to the call. Scripture says few are chosen. Let's go to Matthew twenty-two fourteen. Many are called, but few are chosen. Many are called. He calls everybody to his feast, doesn't he, Scripture says? He called everybody. And some made, made excuses. Some said, I bought some land. I've got to go look at it. That seems strange to me. You, the guy didn't look at the land first? <clears throat> that seems odd to me. Many are called. But then, see, folks make excuses. They say, well, I'm not going to do that. I'm not, I can't do that. I'm not available. It's too late. It's too early. I'm too hurt. Uh, I'm blaming God for something. Or I just lost that person in my life. I can't. I can't. I can't. No, you know what God says? I've called you. Now, how you respond is going to determine if you're chosen or not for the next step. Don't forget that. Don't forget that. Let's see if you'll be chosen for the next step of the journey. Look at verse 12. Look at verse 12. Luke 2, 12. All of a sudden, these guys went from called to chosen just like that. I don't know if the angel knew their hearts. I know God knew their hearts. But it's, I don't know if it was their response. I don't know if they were like this. They were scared. Somebody go like this. I don't know if they went from this to... I don't know. But somehow God knew that they were responding well to the call. So right then in verse 12, look at this. Look at, look at what the angel says. And you will recognize him by this sign. I believe they were chosen to go be at Jesus' birthday party. Just like that, the response must have been good. They were scared and then they were glad and they're, they're listening to the angel going. And the angel goes, here's how you're going to recognize him. So now you've been called. Now you've been chosen based on your response and the, based on your heart, now you've been chosen to show up and go celebrate Jesus. They're already celebrating his birth. He's been born. He's the Savior of the universe. God has stepped out of time and into history. He's changing mankind. He's, he's going to redeem everyone. Now here's how you're going to recognize him. So all of a sudden, they are chosen. And being chosen is very, very special. I believe you've been chosen. I, I believe I've been chosen. We've been called, and now how we've responded, it says, man, God, I'm going to be faithful to church. I'm going to be faithful to my family, my wife. I'm going to be faithful to you, Lord. I'm going to be faithful to things you're doing here. I, 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 God, my response is one of joy, and I think I'm, I'm kind of jumping over myself to get to the next point, but few are chosen. Now, it's powerful here because then the, based on their response, God gives them more details on their calling. Did you notice that? I like that. Based upon their response, the angel goes, Oh, and you'll recognize him by this sign. You'll find a baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth lying in a manger. Wow. There's more details now because you were called and your response was right. You had a good attitude. Hmm. Did you know attitude is everything? Attitude's everything. Can you imagine if the angels showed up and these guys are like, oh, no, Lord, I can't, I can't go see Jesus, man. I, I'm, we're busy. I'm working 80 hours a week. God, man, we got another, we got the fracking crew showing up. 
people showing up. My pumper called in sick. And the gang pusher, I don't know what any of these words mean at all. <laughs> gang pusher always threw me off. Have y'all heard that word in the oil field? A gang pusher? I'm always like, a gang pusher. Does he have a gang and does he push stuff? Does he push them? What's he pushing? I guess he's just a crew manager. I don't know. There's always, there's always time to come up with something, huh? We joked about it for years, me and Barry and some other guys. When, when you ask somebody a pointed question, you go, hey, man, I missed you at church on Sunday. And they go, huh? Barry used to tell me, he said, yeah. He said, because they're buying time so they can lie to you. <laughs> hey, man, we missed you at prayer, huh? You heard me, brother man. Come here. These guys, can you imagine they were there with the, the angels? Hey, great news, man. Tidings of great joy, huh? No. Time to move on. God's moving you to the next season now. He's called you. Now, how, based on your response, you're going to be chosen or not. Few are chosen. I want to be one of the few. How about you? Do you want to be one of the few? I do. As long as there is breath in me, I want to be chosen by God. I want to know that I'm moving on with him and I'm in his will. And I want him to know that I love him, not just because I say I love him, but because I act like I love him. These guys, they were hungry for something. They were hungry for the next thing. They were chosen. Now look at point three this morning. After they're called and chosen, huh? they get to be faithful in their assignment. Isn't this interesting? They were given great news, and then all of a sudden, verse 15, I'll read through this again. When the angels had returned to heaven, the shepherds said to each other, let's go to Bethlehem. Let's see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. They hurried to the village, found Mary and Joseph, and there was the baby lying in the manger, right? Just like the angel said. After seeing him, the shepherds told everyone what had happened, what the angel had said to them about this child. All who heard the shepherd's story were astonished. These guys were called. They were chosen. And guess what? Now they were faithful. Because you can be called and respond well to it, right? Scripture says, many heard the word gladly in one of the parables of Jesus. Heard the word gladly, but they, then they let the cares of life choke it out. The weeds, different things, distractions. The enemy comes and steals the seed, the birds, whatever. Say, man, these guys are called, and now they're chosen based on their response. They say, God, I will, I'll go. Wow, I'm ready to go. They hadn't even said that. It was just a look on their face. Said, Jesus is born. The Savior's born. Good news. Great news today. They were glad. And then he says, all right, this is how you recognize him. Now they were chosen. After they were chosen, these guys actually followed through with the call and their assignment. Why exactly did God tell some shepherds? I don't know, but why exactly did God tell us? Why exactly? He loves people. He wants people to know. He has a plan and a purpose and a design behind everything. Something so important happened here. Some common dudes. And it's interesting, though, because Jesus now is the great shepherd, right? I find it fascinating that God announced to shepherds. God's always had a special place in his heart for shepherds. People that care for what's been given to them. People that take care of and are good stewards and good managers of what has been gifted to them. People who walk in whatever that calling is and they're faithful where they are with whatever they are, with who, whomever they've been assigned to, they're faithful. But God has a soft spot in his heart for these faithful shepherds. They stay up late nights. They protect the sheep. They feed them. Oh, it's always been God's own heart. It's always been a type and shadow of who God is with us, the great shepherd, right? The Lord is my shepherd, Psalms 23. And he revealed himself to these shepherds. These guys responded. So they're called. They're called. 
They're chosen, and now they're faithful. Did you know many people, many people, many are called, right? We agreed on that. But I believe there's others. It, scripture says few are chosen, but I believe even the fewer of the chosen are actually faithful. I've seen folks that are miserably unfaithful with what God has given them. Let's talk about that. With, let, let's talk about some superficial stuff. Their home. They're, they're miserably unfaithful with the house God has given them or their, their vehicle. Or important things like the husband or wife God has given them. They weren't faithful with that. Or with the kids God has given them. They weren't faithful with them kids. Or they're just not faithful in serving God for some reason. They're just, they were called. Man, they responded gladly, so they were chosen. And now it's a chance to be faithful. But even fewer are faithful after being called and chosen. What will you do with what God has entrusted you? That's my question this morning. What will you do? This is, we're round, we're, we're, we're rounding it all up. We're, we're summing up the year here. We're about to finish the year. We're about to close out the year. What will you do with the call? What will you do once you've been chosen? We just be, man, I'm chosen. Praise God. I've seen people do that. I've seen people do that. I've met people over the years in church circles. They said, man, I'm called. And they'll tell me, oh, man, I'm called. God has given me this assignment, man. God has given me this assignment. I'm so excited. And they're chosen, man. They're, they receive it with joy and gladness, but they never do anything with it. They never do a thing with it. And I know that's not you this morning, but I want to challenge you. Be faithful with what God has given you. Husband, wife, job, your neighbors, man. Be faithful with your neighbors. I love blessing our neighbors, even if it makes them uncomfortable. I do. I showed up at, there's a Hispanic couple across the street, and I've just always waved at them, and her husband's bald, so I'll tell him in Spanish how handsome he is because he's bald, and he just, he trips out, I think, but he likes me, we're cool, and We've taken gifts over there, just show up with something, and they're just kind of taken aback, like, who are these people? But I just want to be faithful with what God has given me. I believe that down to the simple things like who lives near me and the ones that I feel a calling to, and I've been chosen to speak the word to them somehow, whether I'm using words or giving them a gift or inviting them to church or just telling them I'm a pastor, I feel like those small things are really big in life. I feel like those small things are really big that I can love somebody. And hey, I've had to get on the neighborhood kids before. But I, in my mind, I'm, the, I'm a cool, charming guy because I get away with it. I'm like, guys, don't be driving through my grass with your bikes. Please, love y'all. Or I've had to come out and all these cute kids, man, there's like millions of them and they don't die, they multiply on our street. I'm like... I've come out, and they're running, and they're running. My, my wife and I have talked. She's like, baby, what's going on outside? They're running up, and I'll come outside, and they've run around the corner of the house, and they're hiding, and they're, I'm like, guys, love y'all. I can't have you getting hurt here. Go on back to the house. I'll give you toys that I find later, but go. And I want to be faithful with how I treat people because whether you realize it or not, see, you say, I'm not a pastor. Yeah, but you've been assigned to people. You've been assigned to people. These shepherds were assigned to people, weren't they? Can you imagine getting assigned to Joseph and Mary? And all these dudes had to show up, had to do was show up and be glad. And they started telling people they couldn't help it. In their assignment, they couldn't help but tell people 
about what God had told them, and that was part of their assignment. God knew they'd be faithful, and he, he, he assigned them this. He called them, he chose them, and they were faithful with it. Man, they went and spread the good news. Who knows what they did later? Who knows if some of these shepherds were young enough or some of their kids later became followers of Jesus? We don't know. We don't know exactly what God was doing with these shepherds except to proclaim the truth. God always wants someone who will love others, tell the truth, be available, be around, and, and give the good news. And that's what you're called to, but I want to draw the parallel again. What else have you been called to? What's your assignment? You've been called. You said, man, I'm glad I received it. Okay, you received the calling and the assignment, so now you've been chosen. The big question is, the $10 million question is, Will you be faithful? Will you be faithful with what God has given you? Oh, man, the, many are called, but few are chosen. Yeah, but even fewer are faithful. It, fil it filters out. The called, everybody's called. Then there's some chosen, and there's some of the chosen that are faithful. What will you do with it? Let's go to Revelation 17, 14. This is talking about the end of time and the beast and the the people of the devil are going to come against the Lamb. But it says the Lamb will defeat them because He is Lord of all. Lord of all lords and King of all kings. And His called, look at this. Here's my inspiration today. His called and chosen and faithful ones will be with Him. His called and chosen and faithful ones will be with Him. Years ago I heard a man of God mention this verse. And it touched my heart. I said, Lord, I'm called. And I know I'm chosen, but now the question is, am I going to be faithful with what you've given me? You know how else you can be faithful with what God's given you? I said stop making excuses, right? Stop making excuses. Also, develop yourself. Don't stay stuck in the same weaknesses forever. I've got some things I know, man, that I brought into marriage and God has healed me of and different things. And I know I have some areas of weakness, but I'm always talking to God about those areas of weakness and or I'm confessing my faults to somebody, going, you know what? I need help in this area, man. I want to be faithful with what God has given me in my marriage, in this church. I want to be faithful. I know I have weaknesses in this area, and God's working on me. I want to be with Jesus one day as his called and chosen and faithful, faithful ones will be with him. Isn't that beautiful? They're going to come against the Lord, but guess what? His called and chosen and faithful ones will be with him. They'll be protected, and they'll be with him forever. That is powerful. You are called and chosen. Now it's time to be faithful. Go ahead and bow your heads. Close your eyes. If you